Hello and welcome to Null to Zero, a podcast about building a company from nothing. Product, engineering, and interviews with smart folks. We really hope you'll enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Null to Zero. I'm Brandon. Thank you for listening. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a concept known as your ideal customer profile. It's uh, something that's kind of thrown around a lot, uh, especially in digital marketing and uh, kind of really any angle where you're trying to get attention of customers. It's the thought of how do you find the pockets of customers in your market that would be ideal for your current product or business or service that you're selling. So the thought is if you, you know, sell stuff into the construction industry, you could broadly say, oh, everyone in construction is a potential customer. Um, Most of the time, though, it would be impossible to, of course, go try to talk to everybody in construction. So you have to start to refine down. A lot of people kind of get this intuitively. They understand they have to go find a specific segment of their market or customer base. But there is a practice known as, again, the ideal customer profile, short form to ICP, that lets you use a set of principles to kind of refine that really well into almost like a niche inside of your customer base, like the larger market, so that you can really effectively market to them. And you should theoretically know that your product will really satisfy this group as well. So if you've started to build a tool, you're in the early stages, maybe you just have a minimum viable product uh, that you've brought to market, which basically just means it has a very few set of features, but they work and they provide value to folks, um, you would sort of match what you have that works in your product with this ideal customer profile. And then you go out and you just try to find them. So again, we're going to focus on how to build your ideal customer profile today and a little bit about like how that becomes a more useful and powerful tactic for you to go out and build your business. Now that we know what an ideal customer profile is, obviously the next question is how do you make one? So I'm going to go through a few things, uh, kind of some questions, a lot about building your ICPs. Really, it's just the upfront work of just thinking through the answers to these questions to kind of get it all down on paper. And then as usual, you'll write a lot of things and then you're going to refine. Um, Refine is the word of the day, by the way, on today's podcast. So step one, uh, question one is, what products are my customers using that I compete with, complement, or that might translate to interest in my product? An easy first example of that question in practice would be if you have a MailChimp style service, so you know, sending and receiving emails, doing marketing campaigns, you would want to try to speak to MailChimp customers. You know, one could assume, obviously, that people out there using your competing product would obviously want the value that your product is going to deliver them. Another example would be if potential customers are running Facebook ads. They might also be interested in ad optimization or analytics software for their advertising. So this idea is, okay, well, the customer I want is already doing this activity. And if they're obviously engaging in the activity that I have a product in that helps them, you know, run that activity, then they're probably already out there sort of doing this thing. And that's really ideal because if they've already been spending money, even if it's on a competitor's product or something that really complements your service, then they're much more likely to be interested in what you have to say, and of course, therefore, buy. The next key question is, where are these people living on the internet? Seems a little bit crazy, but it's pretty important to figure out where these pockets of customers exist. An example would be someone interested in your e-commerce service might have a store hosted on Shopify, or it's built with Magento. 
uh, because these services are built to host online vendors. So you might be able to build a list of people to go reach um, just by kind of scouring Shopify, see, see who's hosted on the platform, maybe build a simple scraper, but figuring out where they exist, of course, is the most important part here. Another example uh, relating again to the sort of outlier a bit is if you want to find people to create video courses online, you can go find people who have already made content on the subject, uh, perhaps in written through a blog or an audio format, different podcast. And if they're selling it on Amazon, for example, then you can reach out to them there and try to convince them to try video content and then sell them your service of helping them create that content. The next question is, what do I consider my low hanging fruit? This one's obviously a bit of a gimme, but it's there are people out there already doing what you want them to do. They're just doing it somewhere else. A nice example of this is there's an individual who's buying or selling a service on Craigslist that your company provides. It's easier to go get the person to use you over Craigslist than to try to create a new buyer and seller interaction from scratch. This one, for example, feeds into this idea that um, changing user behavior is really hard. So if you can find people out there already doing this activity, then the behavior exists. It's just a matter of getting them to do it in an area that benefits you and your company. Another example is if you're going after a person's budget that's focused on ad spend and you want to see that a potential buyer has a testimonial on a competing company's website, you know that they have budget. They're already spending it somewhere else. And now you have to basically go reach that customer and get access to it. So maybe you can just get a little bit of the budget or if you're really good at what you do uh, from a sales perspective, maybe you can get the whole, you know, whole pie over here. And now we're on to the final question that you're going to want to ask to build your ICP. This one's a little bit more difficult because you have to already have some sales in order to do it. So if you're brand new, you can kind of get going with just those first three. Uh, but the question is, what can I decipher from my previously closed deals that I can use in new ones? It sounds really simple, and hopefully everybody out there, again, intuitively is thinking, well, if I'm already landed sales, what exists here? But not many people actually spend the time to do a little bit of digging or putting a little analytics around things. Um, an example is if you keep closing deals with companies, that's important. So you should take a moment to ask yourself, what do these companies have in common? And how can I apply this when speaking to companies with the same common variables? It's very, very, very normal that one company that has a problem in you know, operations, for example, is not a unique flower out there in the world and you'll never find the same one. Probably every company of a similar type, similar market segment, similar size, revenue, whatever, by some variable, there are many of those companies having the same challenges. And this is how, I mean, obviously entire companies are built. So being able to sit down and analyze those previously closed deals will help you a lot in kind of securing the next ones and kind of trudging up other areas and pockets of ideal customers that you want to go approach, especially in the case where if you've closed a deal and you've successfully, if your service is busy, you know, finished a project with them, you can really parlay that into other deals with other companies because you have a proven track record as well. Let's just run that back one quick time. The four questions you're going to ask are, what products are my customers using that I compete with? Compliment or that might translate to interest in my product? Where are these people living on the internet? What do I consider my low-hanging fruit? And what can I decipher from my previously closed deals that I can use in new ones? These four things answered with a fairly detail, uh, you know, really do get into there, spend the time. You're gonna find a lot of interesting stuff, but answering those questions, pair that perhaps with, you know, your user personas, and you've got a pretty powerful sort of plan at least to go out and try to get access to your first customers or new customers and segments and lots of exciting stuff's going to happen there. 
the power of these kind of tactics put together can be very, very valuable, especially if you're trying to plan for like the next few years about where you're going to go or you're bringing in new hires or going to grow a feature set. All of these things kind of feed into the same ideas. And that's why doing this strategic work up front will help you loads as you try to grow into you know different markets. Maybe it's even just internationalization and just so many ways understanding your ideal customer profiles as you approach um, kind of each new market segment or even just bringing your first product to market will be incredibly valuable to you. So thank you once again for listening to us over here at Null to Zero. We really appreciate your time and hopefully this has been valuable to you. We're definitely looking for feedback. So if at any point you're wondering about why we're messing around with different lengths of episodes or different content areas, or there's something you're just interested in, uh, please let us know by tweeting me, Brandon, at Brandon Wazelnuck. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, obviously. That's how you tweet. Uh, the most useless statement I've made today. And thanks again for your time. I'll leave that one in there so we can all get a good laugh. Have a great day.